Tom 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 Hey, Jesse, what's this behind your ear? Not now, Jay. I am not in the mood. Oh, what are you on your peer? When the album first descends, just expel, and it's expelled with the uterine lining. And the flow, and the menstrual flow begins At the vagina, at the vagina it all comes sliding Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Tom Podcast. I'm Arden. I'm also Arden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm Clarissa. I'm just kidding, I'm still Arden. Still Arden. (laughs) Alright, and we have a special guest. The special guest is nobody it's just us two today which is cool like back back what back to the basic hey back to the beginning when we were in that hot hot car and now we're not yeah we're in just a hot ass room (laughs) damn that was really loud look at these sound waves oh god cool but yeah um i think we're gonna play this game where arden is gonna interview me i'm gonna pretend that i know how to talk and interview people today and stay tuned or keep listening because continue to listen because i think this is i'm nervous like i've, ne- I've never been interviewed before i'm nervous i've never interviewed before well, yes you have <laughs> like wait what i'm just profusely lying the i'm just time. like wait oh <laughs> uh, it was just a voiceover it was never art in there <laughs> um all right i guess i'm ready for you okay hello clarissa how are you doing today good Arden. at least i'm good <laughs> Okay, the first question I have for you today. <laughs> Why are your hands like that? <laughs> okay, um, how have you been dealing with um, menstruation lately? <laughs> Actually, I just finished my cycle. So right now I am, I think my ovulation starts in two or three days. It's been going good. Um, I do have, I've, haven't been taking any pain medication so i think i've told you that i deal with like my menstruation pretty like bad just the first day when it comes to like intense cramps but i think for the past two days or i'm sorry two cycles so like this month and last month Mm -hmm. i haven't like used any mitol or marijuana (laughs) to like cure my cramps or have me deal with my cramps per se i just kind of like 
keep myself busy or yeah. don't allow myself to like sit in bed and be in pain but like get up or walk around or just kind of mind psych myself out saying like it's it might be hurting but you still got to keep going bitch you yeah. know are you still eating like nausea on the first day yeah which is pretty hard but i still force myself to eat like yeah. for example my like this month of october i like my first day of my period i knew it was coming um slept on a pad before it came mm -hmm. and i ate like that morning i made sure to make myself a smoothie um i ate lunch but then after lunch that's when like it dropped yeah and um i had to go pick up my mom because her car battery are you still nervous because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> her car battery like was going out so i had to like meet her on across town yeah and as i'm driving i'm like i'm gonna fucking barf like i'm gonna fucking barf Aww. And I had to pull over a couple of times just because I thought I was going to bark, but it was just like intense saliva, you know, mm -hmm. when you're about to like throw up. Oh, that's up. the worst feeling. Yeah, it's like just like oh, your whole like bottom jaw is just full of saliva. Yeah. It's like a pool of spit, but it was nothing. And then I finally got there to where she was. I like handed her like what I think she forgot her wallet that day. Mm -hmm. So I had a hand. I gave her her wallet and I just started chucking up whatever I ate that day. Oh. But I felt good after, you know what I mean? I was just tired. Yeah. But it was the end of the day, so... I showered once I got home and I went to sleep like like you know I just kind of like was, I stopped babying myself I guess yeah you know like come on girl like you could do it yeah like it's not endometriosis it's just your first day of your period I feel you so it's been going good so far cool what's your next question Arden well um, <laughs> let's see here okay so hold on <laughs> We thought we were fucking recording this entire time, and we weren't, but we gotta keep going, man. Keep on coming. Where were we? we? I literally answered, what, the first question? Yeah, I think so. Um, what was the first question? It was about me and, like, how I feel about men my menstruation? Yeah. I guess I'll ask you the same question, because I forgot. I want to know about that. Like, okay. how have your, how has your relationship with your period changed, or how are you currently with your menstruation? I think I honestly haven't really thought about it quite as much as um, I used to. Um, I don't know. I think I know this sounds silly because I've been bleeding for like years and years, but I've become more comfortable with it lately. And that like, and I think it is uh, in some way because of the podcast. But like, if I'm like feeling. Um, Here's a good way to put it. I don't get on my period tracking app nearly as often. I think that says something. Cause I was, really? Yeah. I was always like, I need to be so aware. I need to like get on Clue every day and like mark what's going on. But now I think that I kind of just am letting myself be a little bit. And like, if I'm like really grumpy, I'm like, okay, I'll get on the app. I'm probably like PMSing. It's recording, don't worry. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're just paranoid now. Super. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of become, I've also, life has been wild lately, so my period has kind of just taken a back burner on what I've been thinking about, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of something that happens now, and, um, no, like, crazy updates on my symptoms are still, like, normal and the same, but, yeah, yeah. 
don't know why menstrual cups don't work for me. But same. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so um, I actually had this experience where I went to the beach on my first day. That's when like I started just telling myself, "Okay, stop babying yourself." Like my friends invited me to the beach, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, should I go? It's my first day. I have cramps." <laughs> But I ended up going and being like that pressure against the waves hitting like that area, like my pelvis, mm-hmm. it felt so good, like numbing, like just crashing. And it was like high tide. So it was like yeah. intense waves and they were just like smacking against like that area. And it felt so good. Yeah. And given I didn't like, I, I had my cup inserted. I'm sorry. I should have started off with that. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, fuck, like, I'm probably going to be leaking after this, but I'm just going to enjoy this while I can. Yeah. And it, that feeling helped so much that, like, when it came to, like, showering off and, like, getting into the car, I had told them, I'm like, okay, well, you... I know I did something very Amazon woman-like. I probably, I don't know if I'm going to edit this part out, <laughs> but I feel like I should tell you. Um, I had my cup in, uh-huh. and I knew it was full. I knew it was full. Yeah. And I legit, like where you shower in like the beach area yeah i literally like inserted my hand into my vagina and i pulled my cup out and you saw all the blood just like on the floor with the water and i'm like i don't know at that moment i felt like holy shit that's a lot of blood you know what i mean but i don't know i rinsed out my cup and i put it back in there and i rinsed like the area where all my blood was and I kept it moving and I felt really cool like I felt like yeah this is what it is to feel like to be a woman yeah yeah to just like go through whatever life gives at you take the fucking menstrual cup out of your (laughs) vagina and clean it out and insert it when you're done because bitch you gotta keep going hell yeah and it felt good it felt really good like and what's funny is that, like, I told my friends to turn around, and they totally didn't. Uh-huh. And they're like, holy shit, that's a lot of blood. And I'm like, yeah, that was a lot of blood. Wow. But it was cool. That's dope. I'm proud of you. We missed the, we lost the whole part about talking about me um, going off to Washington. So. so <laughs> guess we have to talk about that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was your next question. The reason why we're concluding season one mm-hmm. is because Arden's having a baby and she's moving to Washington. Tell the rest of the world. Um, all of that is true except for the part about me having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am moving to Washington. You're not having a baby? Yeah, I lied you to you lie. about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Washington State is where I'm from. And um, everything just kind of fell into place. Um, my boyfriend and I, well, he got a job up there. I am still ferociously looking for a job up there, but, um... Low-key, if there's any Washington, uh, listeners... Yeah, hit me up. HMU. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, everything just kind of fell into place, and we will be moving to Washington in a few weeks. And so, the Tom podcast is not ending, but switching up a little bit. Ooh. Sweet, sweet. Switch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, concluding something old to begin something new. I mean. So cliche. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I guess stay tuned. I think we're both 
positive about the next for sure season. It's gonna be very different. Um, I'm hoping, knock on wood, that it's very consistent as opposed to drop in uh, episode every month. Mm-hmm. But no promises, guys. Um, but yeah, I think we have a lot in store. I think we're keeping it very consistent. Yeah, we're being um, serious gals about it. Serious gals. Serious gals. <laughs> so with all that said, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the podcast and what have you learned from doing this podcast? Deja vu. Deja vu. It's almost like we just talked about <laughs> What was the question? What have you learned from doing Tom? Uh, I feel like I'm going to give like a whole different answer. I know. I honestly don't remember what you said. (laughs) (laughs) What have I learned from the podcast? I've learned more about myself as a woman just because we're forced to interview different women, interview different people in general, and compare and contrast like their experiences with ours and I'm like holy shit like that happens to me too or even google search or like you've sent me a couple videos and I've sent you a couple of articles when it comes to reading up about what we do mm-hmm. and the Tom podcast has definitely allowed me to just educate myself more on what my body does both mentally and physically yeah so yeah dope yes cool <laughs> I'm so bad my first answer was way better <laughs> whatever this was good too what about you Oof. um I think I mean we'll touch on this in upcoming questions but I've learned I think just how to connect with women a little bit more um how to kind of like approach topics that you wouldn't maybe normally talk about with women because like whether I'd like to admit it or not I am also conditioned to like kind of avoid topics about either your period or just like really any like issues that women go through um just because it's taboo and that's what is kind of societally expected of us um but yeah this podcast and doing it and researching everything has just taught me how to kind of broach those topics in a more like not abrasive way but a more like confident way and just go into it and be like hey if you're comfortable talking about this like let's have a conversation about it yeah so yeah um my phone keeps locking and it makes reading these questions real hard what's your next question Arden are your intentions with what you want to do with the podcast now, different from what they were when we started. <clears throat> I remember how I answered this one. Cool. So my intention initially is the same going into it with this new season, just a little bit more confident. So my intentions, like I said before, was very selfish just because of the fact that I thought you know, I wanted something for myself. I wanted to use my degree in a very creative way, in a very unorthodox way. And like I told you, I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. I can talk about anything 
as long as I feel comfortable talking about it. And that's a lot of things, you know? Yeah. So my intentions were just to like have that allow myself to still be creative with my degree, but really challenge myself when it comes to, you know, that um, conversation with women in general and my intentions of networking with women or talking with women in that foundation of us just being humans and going through the same shit, you know, regardless of who we are, in this social status or race or culture wise but we kind of just do the same thing even if it's not every month but our bodies do the same thing mm-hmm. and you know cut the bullshit out and just allow ourselves to talk about it yeah um so going into this next season i want to do it with more like a more confident matter just because there are certain women that I tended, like, I tend not to, like, approach or talk to or go out of my way to interact with, even though I know it would, it would go for good content, just because of my personal obstacles of feeling inferior to them. Mm-hmm. And now that I feel more confident in my craft, in our craft, I can definitely set those same intentions just with the more professional and confident matter going into like the second season hell yeah um i agree i think my intentions have stayed pretty consistent throughout the podcast but um yeah initially we just we talked so much about periods and um anything really relating to like women and what we go through um and so i wanted to like I was so interested in this idea of the podcast because I loved the idea of, like, having a space to talk about that um, and just, like, delve deeper into detail and, like, be able to share that and bring other women on and, like, learn from their experiences. Um, And so, yeah, I think my intention with that is still pretty much the same, just to keep doing that and kind of expand who we talk to and expand the experiences that we learn about. Yeah. Yeah. experiences are definitely a plus you get to know women in a intimate way and what I've noticed is that I've gotten a lot of relationships out of it like for example Molly I've never met her yeah and she was just so open to talk about her personal shit and like Alejandra I've never met her but she was so willing to do it and I think once we get over that little fear, mm-hmm. it it just leads to, like, this beautiful yeah. thing. Because I know I can go to Vesper and be like, hey, Molly, like, what's up? Remember me? Yeah. And she'll definitely, like, not, like, it's not a weird interaction. Right. It's not, like, I literally gain friendships out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is crazy. Like, the idea of just interviewing a stranger is like, oh, shit, like, we're just going to talk to this person and I've never even talked to her before. But, like after the fact like you're like you best friends yeah. Like friends yeah yeah it's wild and like you feel silly for even having that fear in the first place mm-hmm. cool um this was a big long weird question so be prepared um after delving into the world of talking about menstruation and talking about women's health and sexuality and all that jazz um 
how do you feel about the overall representation of that in just your daily life or society or wherever? Um, now that I'm like reading the question, I really don't feel like I answered it the right way. But I guess being educated on the topic or, you know, really, I guess there's always room for more knowledge like Mm -hmm. there's always more room to grow and we definitely don't know everything about menstruation like we're not doctors yeah (laughs) and we're not like spiritualists like shamans when it comes to like women but if anything it's just it's validated my views that I've had about women in the first place and how it goes against everything that society already has in like implanted or has a foundation when it comes to like what what women role what women roles are mm-hmm. did i say that right women's roles women's roles i'm back. thinking like you know roles <laughs> like their roles in society and how it just is completely different from what i think women's roles are yeah. in society and I think social media has definitely helped that movement. Um, I did say that I feel like our generation has definitely helped that movement, but not necessarily our generation, but even other women that are older than us and still share the same values as I do. And they are still like pushing forward when it comes to changing those minds. And that's what I really just hope with this podcast is just to be a part of that movement and as educate myself as much as I can when it comes to these topics so that conversations that pop up we are 110% confident in speaking about it because this is what we need to do and we have one episode coming up with Diana And I think it's really powerful what she talks about and she elaborates on the fact of men being a part of that conversation. And I think until she said it out loud, I was like, oh shit, she's right. Just because they are and they should be educated on it. And just because I'm on my period doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to do certain things or I should be looked at a certain way just because that's how it is already. Mm-hmm. But if they're, if the other side, <laughs> the other side, <laughs> sounds mad political, but if other people in general that aren't educated on what's going on to the woman during that time, mm-hmm. they're going to just think that it's okay to have these views, to mm-hmm. just conform to what society's telling them to conform with as opposed to generating their own ideas, their own thoughts and their own experience with this woman that they're having this experience with. And I think that's so important because I feel like we are not allowed to talk about our periods. Mm -hmm. I, for example, like I said before, I'm an open book. So if someone's going to ask me, um, hey, are you not feeling well? I'm going to say no, like I'm on my period. And I shouldn't be looked at like I said something horrible. I should just be looked at with an understandingness of, okay, yeah, yeah, she bleeds. Like that's dope. 
or not dope, but like I understand, you know, because I don't I think that's where there's like a lack of communication when it comes to understanding, because I mean, we were talking about it with your roommates about how the foundation of educating both men and women was completely like divided just with that classroom setting like Mm -hmm. back in like I guess end of elementary school beginning of middle school where where you're talking about the reproduction system and guys have to go in one room and the girls have to go another you know just have a podcast hopefully it's ours (laughs) that they don't even have to look at anything but just listen to these people talk about what's going on and what is true because not to say that what we're educated on in school isn't true but there's so much more to that you know there's so much more to just what our bodies do bodies do biologically Mm -hmm. and men have to be in that conversation for sure I think I really do think that's where it all starts like if you have a group of people i.e. men who just like lack complete understanding because they genuinely weren't taught it like and they don't go through it either so they don't know right there's no way for them I mean there is they can like go on google and search what menstruation is but like that (laughs) lack of understanding from like such a young age like of course they're gonna be uncomfortable with it because they were made to feel uncomfortable when they like when right when they got separated in those two rooms like the teachers or school administrators or whoever like by separating them they're saying okay like this isn't for you to understand right now and that's so wrong like yeah it's so not okay so yeah i do think that is yeah, the way you put it, it's not for you to understand right now, so when is it a good time to understand? And then they're just never They're really never taught, time. yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so Gavin had a question. Oh, no. <laughs> he, it's not super crazy. Anymore. Imagine, um, Gavin's not a part of this uh, <laughs> He's podcast. He's a man. Um, he doesn't get <laughs> After we just <laughs> had this conversation about guys being included in the conversation. <laughs> Um, he wanted to know, has doing this podcast, and this kind of ties in with the last question, but has doing this podcast affected your overall worldview at all? In general. It's given me hope. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, after the last, you know, presidency, election, I was- We don't talk about politics here. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Uh, next podcast. <laughs> if you guys want to follow me on uh, Clarissa Talks Politics at politicsclarissatalks.com. <laughs> I really just made that shit up. That was impressive. Wow. Um, I was really bummed. Ooh, I should probably keep that on the side, right? <laughs> I was really bummed on um, not seeing a woman president. And I, my hope diminished with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, like we're never going to see a woman ever doing that like there's that one when I was like really you know into Tumblr there was this one quote that always stuck with me when they talk about slavery and how you know we will see a day where it's not just black and white but just like people Mm -hmm. but I don't think we'll see the day where 
we'll see people instead of men and women, wow. you know? And I was like, damn, that really resonated with me because going into, like, conspiracy theories or uh-huh. other things that I, like, sit at home and think about. We uh, should start a conspiracy theory podcast. I agree. We have a lot to say. Because <laughs> not only did we talk about periods while we uh, made coffee, we <laughs> talked about conspiracy theories. Anyways, go on. But um, I also feel like, okay, if we go to the root of slavery, right? The main reason why these group of people were treated the way they were was because they were the majority. Yeah. So they weren't aware that they were the majority, but obviously if they were aware, slavery, like I sound like fucking Kanye, (laughs) like slavery probably wouldn't have lasted as long as it would have lasted. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way when it comes to women. Women are the majority Mm -hmm. in this world. And... I think slavery with women have been has been going on forever and yeah. still not okay like I guess we shouldn't like I feel like we're gonna like have a lot of people like talk shit about it but <laughs> fuck it um I'm not saying I'm a slave as a woman I'm just saying that me being treated fairly has yet to come yeah and I see it when it comes to black people I see that happening for them mm-hmm way faster than it is for me as a woman and doing this podcast and interacting with different women and talking with even men about this podcast I see hope Mm -hmm. I don't see it so far away anymore if that makes sense I see it like in I view like I'm running a fucking marathon and it's right there and I'm about to probably not the finish line but I definitely feel like it's given me hope Mm -hmm. Tom has given me hope it's given me that okay maybe everything happens for a reason and maybe Hillary wasn't supposed to be there and maybe it's just another woman that has to be there you Mm -hmm. know and and that's it and it's it doesn't even like have to be like the woman being president but just seeing that yeah that like fuck if she, it's almost like seeing Obama and it's like fuck like oh my god there's like a black president like it'd be cool to see a woman president like that's all it is regardless of like what party she holds just her gender yeah in general would be a cool thing to see yeah it says something like regardless of course of her political party it says something about like how far society has come in like a woman can hold that high of an office yeah and be treated fairly yeah yeah yeah, cool. What about you? What about Gavin's question on you? Oh man, my worldview. Um, wowza. I feel like, honestly, my opinions haven't really changed because of the podcast, um, or my worldview really. I think it has just reiterated, like, a need for things like this. Um, yeah. And, like, with every person we interview, I'm like, wow, you have so much to say. Wow, I'm learning so much from you. Like, you have such incredible stories. And I think, I don't know. I think on a completely different topic than your answer, I think it just has kind of expanded my, or reiterated my need to, like, open up to more people and hear more people's stories. Because, like, we have so much 
to learn from everyone. And I think really that's the main thing that the podcast has taught me is just... Ooh, that was a good one. Can I take your answer? Yeah, you can change. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> no, that, that's really... Yeah, we do have a lot to learn when it comes to everyone. Like, not everyone shares the same experiences and that's when that's what keeps us human you know yeah. and we forget that we forget that like people are going through shit too mm-hmm. regardless of it being a period yeah well cool thanks for the question gavin thanks gavin thanks gavin i'm totally cutting this out you don't even get any airtime. i'm just kidding you're a man <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> What has been the most challenging thing about all this? Whether dealing with, like, talking to women or confronting any, like, beliefs you may have had or just, like, in general with podcasting? What's been the most challenging? Taking myself serious. Yeah. I think that's the most challenging thing when it comes to having this, something that's ours, mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that and I guess it ties in with being a woman as well like when you're young you have this perception of yourself and who you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and as you go through life you realize oh shit like I'm not that person Yeah. and just you forgetting that you're allowed to be fluid in that way mm-hmm. and I guess with this podcast, I've just, I guess, haven't grasped the whole concept of me being this, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't like to say the word feminist, but like this, because I feel like people don't know the actual definition of feminist. We can say it right here, right now. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) this, yeah, this feminist of like having this equality when it comes to everyone yeah everyone and i don't know how like i the reason why i don't like the word feminist like totally more (laughs) is because it even the word itself only gives it to just one person you know what i mean like i don't know how to describe it like if it was me, I would invent a word that was, like, femmasculine, you know? Yeah. Like, and just put it together, and then, like, that's what I am. Because I don't want to be, like, anti-men, mm-hmm. but we're living in a world that needs to be women-empowered. Yeah. Because we're just so, you know, and I, I, I say it all the time in every episode. I, I It's not that I hate men. I love them. Mm-hmm. It's just... For me to wrap my head around that concept of, Clarissa, what are you doing? You know, like, what side are you on? Yeah. I, I hate that feeling or being looked at in a way where it's like, oh, she's a feminist. You know, <laughs> like, here comes the raging bitch that only talks about periods. And season two has, like, definitely going to be a good one just because this season it was hard for me to take myself serious and Mm -hmm. understand that okay this is what you do this is who you are you're allowed to be fluid most definitely but be nice and be educational and be knowledgeable of what you do because everyone's going to take it with a grain of salt you know what i mean and you do too yeah so that's 
has been challenging, I guess. I would just take myself serious in my craft and what we do here. I feel you. I think, I think I could confidently call myself a feminist. And I would classify you one as... Yeah. I would classify you as one, too, just by definition. But, like... No, I'm definitely a feminist. I just... I wish it was another word. Yeah. You know, like... Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, and it's the same definition, you know? I think not to compare the issue again because it's so wildly different, but, like, for example, the Black Lives Matter movement um, and people who would combat that with the All Lives Matter movement when the reason for the Black Lives Matter movement is because that black lives were the minority and the oppressed. And so the term comes from that, like, let's, let's raise up the oppressed and, like, speak out on these issues. And so I think that's where feminism ties in a little bit, where, like, we have to, we have to focus on the oppressed right now. That doesn't mean that we're fighting to make, to, like, raise the oppressed above the non-oppressed. Like, I'm not fighting to raise women above men, but right now, like, we're much lower on the scale of being like respected and treated fairly and safe in society. So right safe. now, yeah. So right now, this is the word I'm going to use because that's who the oppressed is right now. Mm-hmm. So again, not to compare those two issues, but I think the the vernacular um, side of it kind of relates. I just made this up in my head because I think that was a really good example because I think it ties well with like a concept in your head and understanding what's going on or what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. as a whole. But just hearing what you were saying out loud, I kind of just understood like we have to say like black lives matter Mm -hmm. so that people understand that all lives matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So... That's what I got from that. Cool. Cool. I think, yeah. That's that's my hot take. But, I mean, it could be wrong. It could be and if anybody uses that, they need to, like, TM. I'm going to TM it. Yeah, we're going to trademark it. Yeah. Oh, that's what TM means. Yeah. I don't know why that was going for me. <laughs> um, cool. Um, hold on. I have to read this question because I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> read it out loud for everyone to hear I can always edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been thinking a lot about femininity uh, or like societal standards that kind of dictate the meaning of femininity. 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 Is that the right word? Yeah. Okay. Feminin- I can't. Don't ask me to say it. You're saying it right. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about like your personal relationship with that and what importance has to you and like I guess what being feminine means to you and how that kind of either contradicts or relates to like popular belief on what femininity is first (laughs) let me let me google what femininity 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 okay Femininity, the quality of being female, woman, womanly, 
lit womanliness. <laughs> I feel like that's not even enough. Like, see, it's very broad, but I think um, it's no. Now that I read it, out, now that I like marinated on it, yeah, I like it. Cool. So the quality of being female, womanliness. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> What's your like personal? I guess. What makes you feel feminine, and does that kind of correlate to societal expectations of what womanliness is, or is it, like, completely different? What makes me feel feminine? Or like a woman. Um, if you want, like, I'm not trying to, like, toot our own horn here at the podcast, at Tom. But I think every time I bleed, Mm -hmm. I love it. I don't know why, but it it doesn't have to be the whole, because I'm a woman. But I love knowing that I'm allowed to start over again, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like the whole concept of a period where it's just like, I don't know, like you have, you know, your valleys and your hills when it comes to your life or this period in your, literally, period (laughs) in your life, no pun intended, where you just kind of go through the hoops and you feel like everything is just shit. And I feel like the moment that my period comes, the moment that, like, I see that little red drop or, like, that massive (laughs) toilet full of blood. I'm kidding. I didn't kill anyone. Um, I'm like, ugh. For some reason, I feel like the worst part is over. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't, I can't, I could probably not even be over, but it's like almost like a time clock letting me know, like, you're about to start over again. Like, you're allowed to try again. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it works out better this time. And I I love that part of being feminine. Every time I bleed, I love that part. Like, I I, I don't feel more, at that point in time, I don't feel like anything less than a woman. Mm -hmm. With that being said... I guess physically um, taking care of myself. Yeah. I love that when it comes to that concept of being feminine. But I feel more feminine when I'm more myself. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I'm a woman. (laughs) Like, that's really. I really don't know if I'm answering this right, but that's. That's how I understand it, is, like, being feminine, I, I guess, tying it into, like, society roles, you know, you're, even with your period, like, it's almost like you're not allowed to like your period, or you're allowed to, like, have this concept of it being a burden, mm-hmm. but it's completely different to what society thinks in my head, because it was like that at one point, but then as I'm moving further in my womanhood I appreciate it so much because I think there's gonna there is gonna be a time where I'm not gonna bleed and and I'm scared for that time because that's all I know that's my time clock you know that's what's running me literally until now and I'm not the type of girl to like wear pink all the time or (laughs) wear dresses all the time or even wear makeup all the time Mm -hmm. but that doesn't take away from me being a woman. You know, I don't even fucking shave my armpits all the time. (laughs) 
but I don't know like I feel like I'm more feminine when I'm most myself and that that person is strong yet gentle um darkness yet light you know what I mean and it's just like I guess being well rounded well balanced and taking whatever's coming at me with whatever I have to like kill it or over like achieve it or overcome it I guess yeah and yeah I mean that's what it should be yeah to be a woman because everything I fucking said should be applied to a man you yeah. know besides the fact that like every month he sees this mm-hmm. bowl of blood <laughs> but it, it's just that like allowing myself to be strong and gentle at the same time is when I feel most feminine and I hope that society feels the same way dope next year <laughs> next year but pick the, it up society yeah, yeah hurry up man what about you I think I want to mm-hmm. know like how do you feel feminine because I really don't know if I'm answering that right. No, yeah. I think that is exactly what I was meaning when I asked the question. I also farted, so... <sighs> Sorry. It's fine. I've been burping this whole time. My chest is so... <laughs> <Because> <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, I, know, I would put the fan on, but it's going to start making noise. Can you guys just go? Because um, <laughs> we want to make noise, but we can't. We're yeah, recording. Uncomfortable. Um, huh. I think that I feel most feminine. Um, probably when I have conversations, like, meaningful conversations with other women. Ooh. Um. That was a good answer. Oh, thank you. That was yours. <laughs> um. But, like, when you say it all, I'm like, ooh, yeah, so do I. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I love about conversations like this, where it's like, you forget it yeah. until someone else says it. You're like, she um, hit yeah. it right on the... Right on the nose. Um. Yeah, I feel, uh, I'm going to sound like a crazy hippie talking about all this, oh, I love women's connection stuff, but it's true, I do, I just, like, I feel so connected with myself when Mm -hmm. I'm connecting, like, on a deeper level with other women, and I think that's super important. Um, Also, on a less, like, deep level, I'm not wearing makeup for a year. I saw that. Yeah. I think I was supposed to ask you, but we were too caught up on me that day. We met <laughs> up on uh, Foxtail. Um, but why? It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, I've been doing it for two months, and I just had this random desire. I was like, wow, it would be really cool to just get rid of all my makeup. And you did? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to half-ass it. I was like, if I'm not going to wear makeup for a year, like, I don't want to have any makeup at all. And then, like, I was like, oh, when I start wearing makeup in a year, if I choose to do that, like, I can buy all new makeup and it'll be really fun. But, um, yeah, I, I think I did it because I just, like, became aware that when I wanted to feel feminine, I guess, like, feminine in a... In a, like... Shallow? Shallow way. Yeah, I that's guess, a good yeah. word. Um, and when I wanted to feel, like, as beautiful as I could be or as, like, dressed up and, like, making myself look... Good, I guess. <laughs> um, 
then like I would put on makeup and I was like hold on a second that's probably not the best way to think like I want to be able to wear like my prettiest dress or like the dress that I think is the one that you were saving since yeah. last year yeah Easter I want to be able to wear that dress without makeup on and be like damn I look good right now and I did like we went to the keys like yeah last you look so pretty Hi. You look like glowy. Thanks. I'm like, this bitch better not be pregnant. <laughs> I'm not, don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had this dress for like a few months and like I wore it to the keys without makeup on and I was like, yeah, like I look as pretty as I could look right now. And like obviously that's not the deeper meaning of what feminine is to me, but just simple stuff like that, like I think that's why I did the no makeup thing, just because... I wanted to be completely comfortable with myself on like a shallow appearance level as I could be and I think that kind of has made me do some self-analyzing and made me more comfortable with who I am like on the inside yeah too. so <laughs> do you think you'll ever wear makeup again or you're just challenging yourself right now I think actually like I realized this within the first few weeks of not wearing it like the what makeup is to me has kind of changed already like I miss being able to play with it and like make art on my face Ooh, so cool. like I I don't know I don't think that I will use it I want to get to a place within a year that I don't ever feel like I need to like cover up anything and I still feel that way sometimes like wow I really wish I could wear makeup today so like if I feel within a year that I'm not really feeling that anymore then I'll start wearing makeup again, but if it takes longer than that, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. um, but Wait. yeah, I think the times when I just miss wearing makeup to like just be fun and like do something cool and like be artsy with it, that is why I'll wear makeup if I start wearing makeup again. I see. But, yeah. I like that. Thanks. Next question. How many questions do you have? Just 10. There's two more. Hey. I know, I don't want to go out of here. Oh, I understand, I understand. Um, <laughs> do you think that the way our culture views femininity is problematic in any way? And if so, what ideas need to change to, like, shift that? Can you say it again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that the way our culture views femininity is, like, problematic in any way? Or just inaccurate in any way? There's mm -hmm. the second part. Uh, if you do think that, what do you think needs to change? Or what do you think is inaccurate about it? I think our society has it down packed. There's nothing that we need to change. Everything is perfect. Next question. Okay. I'm just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Like, we have it all fucked up. Um, we're still... We still have a long way to go. Um, our society has femininity kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying that word. But it's, you know, they have it depicted as, like, this girl that is always happy. Mm -hmm. Always happy. She always has to be happy. Um, she's perfect when it comes to her teeth, her mouth, her hair. Mm -hmm. Um... She's allowed to wear makeup, but not too much because, mm -hmm. you know, we have to keep it natural here, even though that's not how she looks. 
Exactly. And it's all bullshit because it's all Photoshop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem when it comes to our society and what femininity has to be because they portray it like visually as something and then they have what it means physically or like behaviorally. Mm-hmm. Like how a woman shouldn't talk when she's not addressed or talking too much or talking, being powerful in general. And I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And what was your second part of the question? Um, what do you think needs to shift in our like view of it to make it more accurate? Our relationship with other women. Well. I think that is the problem. I agree. Why do you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because it's okay if a girl looks like that. It's okay if a girl looks photoshopped in real life. You mm-hmm. know, if she physically looks like, oh my God, like did someone just take you out of like a computer screen? Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Alejandra about this. In order for us to see that movement that we need to see, we need to go back to Mean Girls. Yeah. The message in Mean <laughs> Girls. You know, just because someone is beautiful doesn't deprive you of your beauty. Just because someone is skinnier doesn't deprive you of your body image. Just because someone is smarter doesn't deprive you of your intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel, because I obviously don't know how men feel because I'm not a man, mm-hmm. but tell me about it because I don't know what you guys go through. I don't. Mm-hmm. But... I feel that society has it fucked up because we have it fucked up. You know, we're not allowing ourselves to talk about it or even talk to other women that we feel that are inferior to us or that we shouldn't be talking to because it goes against our morals, our cultural beliefs, our race, Mm -hmm. and or even our our age you know what I mean because yeah. you can talk to older women and and that's another thing that like can be a little bit threatening is just like here's this woman that has been in this earth longer than you and you want to educate her on menstruation mm-hmm. and she probably doesn't know anything yeah how do you go about that in a respectful way but it needs to happen yeah like that conversation more women talking to each other and allowing them to see each other as humans and not a competition um, can definitely yeah. start with the best foot forward. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, that's my, my view on it. I definitely think that women just need to sit the fuck down. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> stop with the bullshit and just learn that, yo, there's nothing but fucking love. There's a lot of love and there's a lot of everything for everyone. Like, it's not gonna die down soon Mm -hmm. wow I think that's a really cool answer because I think not to bring up feminism again but how (laughs) can I not Uh, Arden are you obsessed with the word feminism no sorry Um, I think often we kind of have this like okay hear me out because this is going to be long winded we have this idea that like men are oppressing women Mm -hmm. and so men need to fix it but like and that's true to a certain extent like men men have done quite a lot to 
oppress women. That's just plain old fact. But, like, it is our job to fix it. Like, it's men's job to educate themselves and to to fix what they're doing wrong. But we need to, like, step the fuck up. You're right. Like, it is very much a competition still. And I think acknowledging that is important. And I guess that wasn't as long-winded as I thought it would be. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. That was cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. Um, this is my last question. No. We can keep talking after this if you want. Okay. Um, <laughs> who are your role models? Um, particularly within the realm of... This is a weird-ass question. Particularly within the realm of opening up discussion about taboo topics and more to this. So just your role models and, like, talking about taboo issues. Or anyone. <laughs> 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 you see my face like, damn, who do I know? Um, I guess who? Michael Stasio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my professor, my human sexuality professor, who I also had for abnormal psych and health psychology back when I went to the University of Tampa. Um, he definitely enlightened me on topics that are very taboo. For example, my human sexuality class just consisted on a senior seminar where we just discussed taboo topics like circumcision, like gender roles, like sexuality, and imagine a group of like 12 people that don't fucking know each other in the entire university, and they're forced to talk about these subjects because it depends on their overall grade. Mm -hmm. And he kind of opened the door for me to just, this is a conversation that needs to be had, and why aren't we having it? Because once we popped off in that class, like, it was hard to, like, stop us from talking because, shit, there's a lot to say because we haven't spoken on these issues since ever. Yeah. So, Michael Stasio. Um, who else? I would say, like, the women that we've interviewed so far. For them to be willing to talk about subjects like that, regardless of them being tagged or acknowledged yeah. on the on the episodes, but them stepping up and having their stories being told and accessed mm -hmm. on the internet. Like, for example, Molly, her shit was like an inspiration for her to just even talk about it like, like, yeah, this happened to me, and I'm not a victim. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was super dope, and having the courage to just talk about it, and even Alejandra for just, like, being so cool with it and not coming at something or a platform with, like, judgment, but, like, being really educational, really knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. But just so far, like, and you, you know? Like, for us to, like, come from... Making fucking coffee and stepping up and saying, like, no, I think we should make a fucking podcast out of it, regardless of what eyes and comments we're going to get out of it, because it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I didn't even think about it. Like, when we were like, we should start a podcast, I was like, yeah. It didn't even cross my mind that people would, like, listen to it and maybe have opinions. opinions. Yeah. Yeah, same. Same. And... 
and you get it. Like every time you say like, oh yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, on what? Menstruation. And yeah. you, you get it right away like that. Like, oh, menstruation. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, like, should, wow. You know? <laughs> like, I don't even know. What? Uh, someone just called me. I'll call you back. Yeah. It's cool for us to have that. Mm-hmm. That platform. And my mom. Because... <laughs> Honestly, she's a really strong woman, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be the individual I was if it wasn't for her. Yeah. And even though, like, we wouldn't talk about taboo topics so much, it wasn't as if she wasn't willing to hear them. Yeah. It's just simply because she didn't know how to bring them up, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? So she allowed us especially coming from, like, a household full of women. Mm-hmm. Um, she allowed us to just have that platform to just talk about anything that came to mind, and that was kind of, like, the open door for me to have the mind I have now. Because imagine growing up in, like, a conservative household where I wasn't allowed to, like, talk about my period or, in general, talk about topics that bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah. And if it wasn't for her and allowing, like, structuring this household the way it was it wouldn't we wouldn't be here today I guess yeah who are your role models I know it's me I didn't um anyone but you just you obviously um because you always just have the craziest stuff to say (laughs) (laughs) you're just fucking crazy (laughs) like over here like okay (laughs) A sideways compliment. Um, no, you, because you, um... Are you just saying that? Uh, yeah, it's really hard to think of something. <laughs> it's really hard to think of something. <laughs> no, we've just, like, bounced off each other so much, and, like... Agreed. We have very similar ideals, but also different ideas and sometimes, and I think it's a very good, like, dynamic, being able to talk about things so openly um and I think my mom in a different way because it's not that she was like super close-minded but she definitely wasn't as open about you know periods and like like I have no idea what she went through as far as like did she get cramps I don't know like Uh. I don't know how her period was for her ever it was just like okay like congrats you got your period you're a woman now here's some pads and like i think yeah (laughs) i think that that is an inspiration to me to like talk about stuff like this so that um like women like my mom feel more comfortable to talk about this and if any older women are to listen to this and like begin to feel more comfortable even at an older age I think that would be so cool yeah like however late you come to the realization that you are allowed to be comfortable in your own anatomy is good um my sister also um I really didn't get started talking openly about periods until I started living with my sister when I was like 17 and she was just very in tune with her body and in tune with like 
women's energy. And I think this is the conversation that spurred this podcast was the red tent. Yeah. Uh, her educating you on that. Yeah. And so she's definitely like shaped my views on being comfortable talking about stuff like this. And yeah, I really just like any woman that I know who's willing to share her experience. I'm like, damn, good on you. Yeah. It's inspiring. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I think that's the conclusion to this season of the Tom podcast. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> it's not the end. It's just the beginning. I wouldn't have said it better than myself. You did. You wrote that on a napkin for me. Do you remember I that? did! Aww. Oh my god, I did! The day that uh, Clarissa quit our job at the coffee shop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you act like I quit that day and then I gave you that flower and napkin. You're the worst. <laughs> it's really nice. It was, it was a good time. So yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in and stay in store. Stay in store. Stay, stay tuned. Store. Good things in store. Stay tuned. Good things in store. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you Bye. next time. Bye.